Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Huskies on Tap presented to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. I am your host, Brandon Suarez. Today, I am joined by my co-host, Ethan Wiles. And yet again, we have another special guest for you. First and foremost, something we've skipped over over the last two episodes. I wanted to formally introduce ourselves to our listeners. Ethan, I'm going to let you take you know the wind on this one. You can go ahead first, and I'll wrap it up, and then we'll go right ahead into our guest for today. Yeah, first of all, it's good to be back. Uh, it's been a little bit since we've had an interview here, but uh, as far as the introductions go, uh, Ethan Wiles, uh, 22, first year at NIU. Um, started at ONTAP here just about uh, the fall. Started with the Cubs, uh, worked with the Bears, obviously uh, Irish ONTAP, Bears ONTAP, Cubs, check it all out. Uh, and then obviously excited to start the uh, Huskies on tap brand with you. Uh, journalism major out here, want to be in uh, sports broadcasting. So it's fun to uh, not only talk sports with you, but uh, get to know the Husky athletes as well. And uh, we got a good one here. Oh, do we have a good one for you guys today? Yeah, and I, I wanted to introduce myself, uh, Brandon Suarez. I'm a senior here at NIU Communications major. Uh, like you said, Ethan, you know, we've been able to have some success here with the Bears on tap, Brandon. I have not gotten into Cubs on tap, but we have done a phenomenal job with the Irish on tap, Brandon. I have a feeling some of our Irish on tap listeners will definitely tune into this Huskies on tap episode. But, you know, with having NIU being right in our backyard, there's, you know, there's no reason not to cover it. And like you said, you know, we have an opportunity to get to know these athletes on and off the field. They're putting together a great product. And one of the guys that's going to be a great part of that here over the next few years is going to be our guest here on this episode today. So I'm not going to delay it any further. Today we bring to you a man who made an impact in just his first season here in DeKalb. This young Husky is the man behind the Husky Special, a Class 7A IHSA state champion and a versatile explosive receiver that you can expect to make an impact for the Huskies over the next couple of seasons. Huskies on tap listeners, I am pleased to present to you Michael Love. How's it going? How's it going? Hey, Mike. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing good. How are you? Hey, we're doing well. I'm glad you could join us here today. Uh, you know, we got you here right after, you know, a, a quick meeting with the team. Why don't you take the listeners through uh, the uh, 2020 Husky draft? Uh, so basically we had eight seniors. Um, they were captains for the each had a team. And everyone on the team gets drafted. Uh, so basically, we're doing this little thing just to basically better ourselves, um, basically to do our best academically on the football field and in the weight room. Um, it's basically, whoever gets the most points, you get points for doing well in those categories. And whoever gets the points kind of gets some benefits at the end, um, kind of gets some things to win. So it's pretty nice. Yeah, and it keeps that competitive spirit within the locker room. One thing that, you know, both of our guests, Kelty and Treshawn, up to this point have spoken to about Coach Hammock is he loves competition. You know, next man up, if there's a guy who's going to work for it in practice, he can prove it to me in the game. So I want to be able to get him his opportunity. And you're a perfect example of that, being able to make the best of your opportunities here in this freshman season. So you come to NIU out of Nazareth Academy. You're from LaGrange Park, Illinois. Three, uh, three-year letter winner in high school. You had 25 total touchdowns your senior year, 18 of them being receiving. I'm going to go out on a limb and say – either six or five rushing and two passing. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, one passing. I, I know you told 
I know you had the one in the past in the high school career. You also have one here in your freshman year of college. So, hey, if the quarter, you know, we could we could go out on a limb and say, Michael Love, are you the emergency quarterback on NIU? Uh, if it comes down to that, you know, I'll be ready for it. Hey, I'd love to see that. Getting a little bit of wildcat formation, you know, stress the field, throw a couple deep balls. That would be great to see. You committing to NIU wasn't always the plan. You originally were a Bowling Green commit. So what made you, you know, decide that Bowling Green wasn't the place for you and that you wanted to come here and play, in, you know, in DeKalb for the Huskies? Uh, well, I just think that there was a better opportunity for my family and I. Um, I wanted to be closer to home just in case, you know, anything happened. Um, I feel like I knew a lot of people at NIU. I knew kind of the history of NIU. I knew a lot of people who went to NIU. And I think it was the perfect fit for me. That's why I ended up committing here. With you being able to make an impact here in your freshman year, you know, it was a beautiful thing to see. You were able to get a little bit, of, you know, a little bit of burn there on special teams, you know, some run at receiver, some handoff stuff of that nature. You even were able to record a touchdown pass. I want you to be able to speak to the listeners on having that versatility within an offense that is, I guess, for one would say is more run heavy, but being a receiver in that offense, being able to make the best of your opportunities. Uh, I think, yeah, I think being an athlete and being versatile is is huge, uh, especially Coach Eisner's coming in as the offensive coordinator. He kind of opened up the playbook a little bit, uh, a little bit more than what the history of NIU has been. Um, he came from South Dakota State which was an amazing passing school. So he opened up a lot of, you know, different opportunities, a lot of run-pass options. I think it helps slots and outside receivers. It helps them well to be open because the run game is so well in the town. So going from the Nazareth Academy, I mean, I've followed you in high school. I've, you know, obviously the name stood out to me a lot uh, through your high school career. Nazareth is a pretty successful uh, football team in the state. How does that versatility carry over from the high school level into, you know, Division One college football? Um, it's a lot different. I mean, everyone's a lot bigger. Um, you're not the fastest every game you play. Uh, you're not the strongest. You know, you're not the biggest. That's just for anyone going to the college level out of high school. Um, I knew I had to adjust to the speed because, you know, being, having my brother guide me through the process and all that, I knew that, you know, the speed would be a lot faster and I had to pick up my game pretty quick if I wanted to see the field early. Yeah, that's another big one, too. You mentioned your brother, Julian Love, played at Notre Dame, repping our uh, Irish on tab. What's it like having a, a big brother in the league like that, going, going through the high school ranks, playing at a successful university, and then ultimately making it to that level? What's that like? Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's awesome. I think, you know, I'm honored and I'm blessed to have him as my brother. Um, I just look at him as a brother. I don't really see him as like a, you know, superstar, but that's because we, we've always been so close. And we, I mean, we text every day. And he, he's been through everything that I go through. And I think that's huge. And it's helped me a lot through the whole high school to college transition. Um, so, yeah, having him is it's awesome. I got to say, it's got to be good to have, you know, you play receiver, he plays DB. That's got to make for some interesting backyard training sessions. Yeah, yeah, you know, we always, I mean, we never were really competitive with each other, which I know some people find that to be a little strange, but, we always push each other, and uh, as kids, we've always compared ourselves to Rondé and Tiki Barber. Um, you know, he's always been superior at defense. You know, I've always been an offensive guy. Um, so that was, I mean, that's the plan to one day line up against each other. You know, we've always we've read the books and you know gotten all into that. So I'll ask the tough one here because I know it happens. I mean, I feel like 
anytime there's a, a big brother scenario there. Do you listen to any of the comparisons? Do you compare yourself to him in any way, or are you just trying to be Michael Love? Um, you know, I've always been trying to be Michael Love. Uh, in high school, you know, coming into Nazareth Academy, you know, my brother, he had two state titles. Um, he obviously did very well in high school. He kind of shut down the big brother thing and the little brother thing, and he wanted everyone to know me as Michael Love, not Julian Love's little brother. So he kind of set the path for that and through high school. And then coming here to NIU, um, it just it just went away. I'm always, you know, I've been my own person. I haven't seen too many comparisons. And that's the one thing that you bring up too. And that's the one thing that I got in, you know, the brief time that we had our conversation is, you know, you're out here in DeKalb, you're doing your own thing. And while it is cool and, and great that you do have a brother that has gone through the same situations that you've gone through and are currently going through, um, it's good to have him as kind of like a resource or a guide and also not necessarily as a role model because you kind of grew up together, but just someone to kind of count on. We talk a lot here with our guests, um, you know, as they're trying to get ready for the NFL draft and future endeavors after college, surrounding yourself with the right people. And obviously you got a great older brother. You're here at NIU. We know there's great coaches, great athletes. So you're definitely in a good position for growth. Moving forward, I wanted to ask you, do you think that, you know, here coming down, you know, maybe sophomore year, junior year, you'll get some, you know, kick returns or punt returns? Uh, yeah, you know, last year, you know, I was behind Cole Tucker at kick return, punt return. Um, the last couple of games, I started at kick return. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's always open opportunity. It's just I got to work for it or my spot. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, you got to work for your spot. We know Coach Hammock is not giving out anything over there it's great to see people like nick ratton get their walk you know preferred walk on turned into a scholarship and you guys are really working and trying to build you know the new husky brand obviously you know with coach carry leaving and turning it over to coach hammock with him being an alumni it just has a different feel to it he takes a different sort of pride in you know being the niu coach and i think that that shows on the field this upcoming season has us really excited so I wanted you to give some of the Huskies on tap listeners maybe some personal goals for Michael Love for next season. Um, you know, really just doing anything I can do to help the team in any position, but a special team, you know, offensively, you know, scoring touchdowns and getting a bunch of yards, it's always the goal. Um, but really just anything I can do to help my team win, you know, in clutch moments and serious moments and big games, you know, doing what I can do personally to help my team get the win. And you bring up clutch moments. I got to ask you, you know, I want you to take the listeners through not necessarily the play call. We won't ask you to go through the huddle, but take us through the Husky special, that Michael Love touchdown pass to Mitchell Brinkman late in the game against Western Michigan, senior night here in DeKalb to essentially put the game out of reach. What a play. Take us through it, brother. Um, So, you know, we've been working on uh, some trick plays the whole season, and we've been practicing it since – the summer, um, that play was just most successful we had in practice. So we were just waiting for it, waiting for it. And me and Mitch were coming on the call on the sideline. You know, Coach E in the booth, he called it the perfect time. Um, you know, I just – I did my job. I got the handoff. I used my speed to get around the edge. And Mitch was wide open. And all I had to do was get it somewhere in the vicinity. And he's a great receiver and a great tight end. So he'll be able to catch it. And he did. And the rest is history. I mean, I'm no statistician, but I think you might be leading the nation in QBR. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Hey, and not only to, to do it in the driving rain, 
in DeKalb, which it did all season. I mean, that's even more impressive. Yeah, so I uh, I was in the hallway when I had gloves on, and uh, I don't know if really anyone saw it. My family saw it. I was in the huddle, and I bent down, took the gloves off, and just dropped them right there. Um, and no one really saw that, and I just picked them up after the play and ran off the field. Mike drop on the field pretty much with the pick up of the gloves, walk off, you'd love it. Once they give you the go-to, you should be able to auction those off for charity. Once, <laughs> for sure, once sure. you know, once all the documents are filed and such paperwork is taken care of, I think that's something that can be worked out. And honestly, I, uh, I, I can't believe that. I honestly didn't notice that. I watched the game on, I rewatched the game actually after being at the game. And I, I'm going to have to go ahead and look at the recording again because I still got it on my Hulu. But one thing I wanted to say, I saw that play you know, run down the stretch. I saw it in the Army-Navy game. I saw it in a plethora of bowl games, conference championship games. Not to say that we were the pioneer of it, but we ran it on ESPN. We ran it on Match, and I know not too many people were at the game, but a lot of people tune into those games because there's no other game on at the time. So not going to say... You know, it is the Michael Love special, but it is pretty damn close with uh, the amount of times I saw it ran down the stretch here at the end of this season. For sure, 100%. So one thing I wanted to ask you, so that is a pretty big moment. Um, you know, in your freshman year, we will we will disinclude that moment, but what is your other favorite moment here uh, in your freshman year at NIU? Um, I would say playing in the Nebraska game. The environment of that game was, you know, unreal. That's when kind of, you know, college football really hit me. Um, you know, when the game first started and he ran out, you know, I had to take a moment to, you know, reel it all in, you know, and then get locked back in for the game. But I think that moment was special. A lot of, a lot of fans in the, in the crowd, and it was special to see. Yeah, and absolutely. That's one of the, you know, one of the things that people talk about when they talk about, you know, they talk about the glamour and the glitz of college football. It's one of the things in sports that I think still at the end of the day is the most pure. You still have college basketball. I think that's great. The NFL is great. The NBA is great. But college football, the tradition surrounding it, no matter what, you know, you don't really see programs fold up every now and then you see teams like you, you know, UAB folded up. I think it was like five, six years ago, they came back. But as far as college football goes, it is a staple in this country. And it's actually the oldest running sport. If you actually look at the history books. So it's one thing, you know, they're going into their 150th year. You were able to be a part of it as a true freshman. So take our listeners through how you were able to see the field, um, you know, being an 18-year-old kid in your first year here at NIU. Um, you know, I just had to come in, you know, keep my head down and just work. Um, you know, I've always been in high school, you know, everyone's the big man of their school and stuff like that. But I had to be humble and I had to come in, you know, learn from the older guys and just work, work, work. Um, that's all it took was just hard work and dedication. So you go into this season, obviously, after a down year, uh, you get Coach Hammock in for the full off season um you know how important is it to you to uh you know get better this year and have a better season next year and try to get back to Detroit uh, I think it's huge you know the, the seniors experienced it the juniors experienced it um even sophomores they've experienced it um so I kind of want to you know I want to get that feeling and I know what kind of passion coach Hammock has because every everything every time he talks to the team you know I can see the passion in his voice along with uh, coach Moore as well, they both went to Northern. 
Um, you can just see the passion in them, and that just kind of gives me, like, goosebumps sometimes just thinking about it in, like, the tradition, you know. And I think it's big just to do my part and do what I can do to help the team get back to Detroit. I don't know. Something about listening to Coach Hammock and those uh, those videos on Twitter you see on Saturdays a few hours before the game, I don't know. Between that and the uh, the music you guys come out to uh, at Husky Stadium, man, I don't gets me going. I wish I was out there playing like you. <laughs> For sure, yeah. It definitely gives me chills running out. I was going to say on the topic of music, too, one thing that I feel like I've failed our listeners is they play some bangers out there at practice. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I got got the stadium on my walk back from class, and every time I walk by, I mean, sometimes they play some, like, okay, why are we playing this at football practice? But most of the time I'm like, all right, let's go. Like, it could be game day right now. Right, yeah, we have to get it, you know, get – people to get into the competitive spirit, but then there's also people who don't like the hip-hop and rap and stuff that gets you going, so we can kind of get keep it open. So on the topic of music, I'll ask the question, who's the best dancer on the team? Oh, best dancer. Um, uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of kids who dance on the team. Um, <laughs> I've seen the videos, too. Everyone's doing it. <laughs> um, it would probably be Robbie Valentine. He, yeah, he is always dancing. Michael Newman always dancing. Um, or even Mark Aiken, they're always dancing. Yeah, I think, was it Ross Bowers uh, doing the Dak hips before one of the matching games? Yeah, I believe it was one of the oh, yeah, second-to-last yeah. road games, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were, uh, I think that was Toledo. Oh, yeah. Was yeah, doing it. yeah a couple people, yeah. The Lions were doing it. Everybody it was funny. That game still hits me the wrong way, the way that they hit him while he was down. Yeah, and it was tough. It's tough to see because I knew the kid who hit him. It was just it just made me mad just to see that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, there's certain situations where it's like it's a bang bang play, but that one was like one of those situations where it's like, what are we doing here? But yeah, like you said, football. Um, especially once you get to the college ranks and even at the high school ranks, you know, you're playing against friends of yours, people that you grew up against, Um, you know, being in Nazareth, the ability to go to Northern. And like you said, the proximity, having your family close, that's all of the greatest importance to you. You also brought up, you know, having friends on other teams. Who are some of your best friends here in DeKalb on the Huskies? Um, I would say uh, my roommate, Messiah Chavez, or Fabian McCray, they're both freshmen, uh, both receivers as well. So you know, I'm always around them. They're, they're both in my little cluster in the dorm, um, so I'm with them majority of the day except for classes. Are you looking forward to getting out of the dorm life? When are you able to do that as well? Uh, as a sophomore, after a freshman year, they allow people to decide doing that. So as a sophomore, is the plan. No, that'll lead into this next question. Uh, Obviously, you're going into your second year, but you're still freshman year here uh, as a student. Take us through that student athlete life. What's what's a day in the life like for you? Um, so usually, um, I wake up at you know, around five a.m., five fifteen a.m. Um, and we I get ready in the morning. We usually run at six thirty in the morning um, at the indoor facility. Um, after that, I come back. I eat breakfast uh, in the dining hall. Then I come up to my room, take a shower. Uh, I take a nap usually just to get some energy throughout the day. And then I wake up for classes. I have three classes every day except Fridays. And after those classes, I go and eat again. And then I go back to the Jordan 
uh, indoor facility for to lift. And then after that, I do homework. Um, now they're starting study tables once again, which is like study hall, mandatory study hall for all freshmen. Um, I usually do two hours of that a day. And then, you know, just chill with friends until it's time to go to sleep and then repeat every day except the weekend. And we kind of touch on it with uh, with our last two guests here, but what are your thoughts about playing during the week on those matching games? You're going to class in the morning. I had a few uh, players in my class during the fall, and, you know, playing on that Tuesday night, you know, you're ready to go on Tuesday, but you know, to be back at class at 9 a.m. Wednesday morning, I can't even imagine. What's that like? Uh, it's a little strange, you know. I kind of <laughs> lose track of days because we stay in the hotel the night before, and then we come back to campus and then go to class in the morning. Um, so it's a, little, it's a little strange, but, you know, it's, it's matching for you. I was going to say, it's almost probably like playing uh, or going back to your high school routine, going to class all day on Friday, and then uh, just switch modes like that real quick and get into football mode. I feel like that's uh, bringing back some Friday night lights there for you. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and what is that like? Like, professors basically, like, know, like, hey, he's a student athlete. There's certain days that he's going to miss, or do they, you know, are they pretty lenient on making sure that you guys are able to schedule your schedules around certain team events like practice and stuff? Um, So in the fall, we usually have to make our classes in the morning uh, before 2, before 1 usually. Um, So most of the time we all have to go to class the day of the game. Um, if someone has a later class, then they're excused from that class, but that doesn't happen too often. So usually everyone goes to class the day of the game. It's quite a day, too. And, and the one game that, that instantly bring, you know comes to my mind is that Toledo game. Ethan brought it up. It's like that was a late game, an away game. It's not, you know, it's not as bad for the home games, but I'm sure, you know, that little football hangover, you're waking up after a night battling with your brothers, you're going to be in a lot of pain in your 9 a.m. lecture trying to listen to what, who, you know, whatever professor's got to say. So I definitely give you guys props for that. And just your day-to-day schedule, you know, you bring it up, you're waking up early in the morning, you're training, you're making sure that you're going to be able to get study hall in at least, you know, you said to the tune of two hours per session, you know, once if not twice a day. You got to make sure that you keep your athletics straight so that you can stay on the field. And, you know, one of the things that I've seen this, you know, this just this past week is, you know, the 3.0 club and the 4.0 club. And it's great to see that you guys are not only succeeding out on the field, but in the classroom, because at the end of the day, not everybody does get to go to the NFL. So we are here to get degrees and mold young men. So it's great to see that you are buying in and trusting the process from day one. And it's it's begun to pay off for you already, I can tell you. Yeah, for sure. That's one thing Coach Hannon stresses uh, a lot more than football is academics. Um, because he always says that would take you way farther than the NFL or ever will. Um, you know, everyone doesn't make it to the NFL, obviously. So you got to have a backup plan, and he stresses academics heavily. Um, so, yeah. We touched on it uh, on our Irish podcast, but uh, we got to ask because I don't think we've done it on this one. What's Coach Hammock like off the, uh, off the football field? You know, we see him, we see him coaching. We see him, uh, you know, in the media and out on campus, things like that sometimes. But what's he like off the football field? Uh, most of the time, you know, he's, you know, he's friendly, he's chill. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, when he's getting close to the game day, he's a little more locked in. But, I mean, he's always, he always treats everybody well. He says hi to, you know, anyone he sees on campus. Um, he's always been a friendly person, um, very social person. Um, 
So he's pretty much the same person, you know, he just takes away that football aspect when he's off, off the field. I was going to say, he's always got motivational tweets, too. I always feel like on Mondays, you know, the, the rough days during the week, you just go to, over to Coach Hammock's Twitter, and you you forget all about those, man. He's a motivational person. For sure. Yeah, definitely. So one thing I got to ask, you know, with it being the off season, everyone has their different routines, stuff of that nature, but how has your training been going this off season? Uh, it's been going very well. Uh, we've had, you know, we had a conditioning test and a lot of conditioning so far, and we had some pretty tough lifts. You know, but, you know, when you push through that and you just take it day by day, you know, I've been doing very well with it. Um, so, yeah, I just hope to keep consistent. And consistency is the biggest thing. So, I stay consistent throughout the spring. I think I'll be in a good spot. And you bring up that consistency. I think, you know, one of the things that is a major part in your life and being able to get to this point you know, here in DeKalb is the consistency that you have in your life. It starts with your schedule. It starts with your regimen, your ability to be able to compartmentalize not only, you know, your student part of your life, your football part of your life, but in your family part of your life. So you're a well-rounded athlete. You're a great guy to be around. Uh, someone that, you know, I'm excited to see here in this Northern Illinois offense over the next few years. And it's an offense that, you, you know, is run heavy, but we do, you know, you see guys like Tyrese, Richie, Dennis Robinson, yourself being used in, you know, end around situations, even Cole Tucker as well, too. We got a bunch of Swiss Army knives in the receiver room, so it's great to see some of the creativity uh, that Coach Hammock has with you guys, you know, being able to get you guys the ball in different situations. I'm sure, yeah, I believe that we have uh, even elite receiving core. Um, there's still some players, you know, people really haven't seen. Um, that are really, really good. And I think once everyone comes together and everyone gets experience, I think it's going to be it's going to be a really good uh, season. So, with those playmakers that Brandon just talked about, are you guys, you know, creating any special uh, trick plays that uh, could be potentially using without giving any any you know any tips or anything like that? I was going to say, don't tell any, us the play, you, just tell us you, the name. You guys got oh, anything that works going between the uh, the wide receivers in their room? Uh, you know, we haven't talked about any. So far, I think once we get close to the spring ball, I'm sure it'll be a couple. Um, but as of now, there hasn't been anything new. I was gonna say I gotta be, you gotta be cranking out the uh, the test uh, the test mode on Med and running different plays, things like that. Get ready for the uh, get ready for the season here with another Husky special. <laughs> I want to see an added package where it's almost like a direct snap. Michael catches the ball, runs up to the line, jumps, and hits Mitchell Brinkman in the end zone for another touchdown. You know, that would be awesome. A little, a little Tim Tebow jump pass action out here in DeKalb would be phenomenal. I agree, 100%. So that leads me into one of my next questions. So I got to ask you, what is your major here at Northern Illinois? I'm studying finance. So can we expect Michael Love to be the agent on his own contract in the NFL? Uh, that would be tough. <laughs> you, um, but you know the numbers. Like but you know the numbers side of it, right? <laughs> yes, true. That's one hundred percent. You know, I've always talked about my sister being my agent. I've been saying that for for many many years. If I ever go to the NFL, but uh, I mean, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how I finish off my college career. And it seems like you have a great support system around you. You have a great family. I actually, um, you know, working in the area that I worked in, I, you know, when you guys were coming down the stretch last season, going on that state title run, 
I would, you know, it'd be me doing a disservice to the lady, but she was one of the teachers at Nazareth. And she's, you know, every time she came in, she would always speak, you know, of you and, you know, how the team was doing and stuff of that nature. She knew I was a Notre Dame fan. So she's like, instantly she saw that connection. Not that, you know, I want to make that connection because I like, you know, to think of you and your brother as two separate people, not only because I see myself as an NIU fan and a Notre Dame fan, but that was how I was able to first start following your story. And then I go, oh, shit, he's committing to NIU. I'm about to go to NIU. Like, I definitely want to follow this kid and see, you know, how he does here. And it's been great to see you able to get on the field here in your true freshman year, capping off, you know, one you know one thing that a lot of people, you know, do the disservice of is, is that ability to win a state championship in high school because a lot of people's career ends that day. You know, whether they get knocked out in the playoffs, their team doesn't make the playoffs or not. A lot of people don't get the privilege that you get to, you know, whether it's D1, D2, D3, Power 5, Group of 5, doesn't matter. College football is a privilege to be able to play. And you've made the best of your opportunities to be able to take advantage of that privilege. So I want you to take us through, um, I guess I would say, how cool or how great it was to be able to finish off your high school career winning the championship. Uh, I mean, it was awesome. You know, you can't, you can't end in a better way. Uh, you know, after the game, uh, I kind of got emotional because I just thought like, wow, like, all the work I've put in, like it paid off. And it was just, I was like the greatest feeling like that I've ever had. Um, just knowing that, you know, everything that you work for, all the hard summer conditioning, all the hard practices, um, it, it all paid off. You know, it can't, it can't end better than that. So it was, it was amazing. Yeah, in your junior and senior year, you were a captain, a three-year letterman over there in high school. Can we expect Michael Love to be a captain here for the NIU Huskies? For sure, yeah. That's the plan, for sure. I, I want to ask, Nazareth was on this field for the state championship uh, this past season going against – an NIU guy in uh, Jordan Lynch with Mount Carmel. Were you at that game? What were your thoughts on that? For sure, yeah. I was. I, I had to be there. I was on the sideline, you know, trying to give some guys some tips. Um, really, I just think, you know, they're a passing team, and I think they kind of put out of their element. They have a lot of young guys. Um, I could tell that there was a difference between my team last year, which we had a lot of experience, and their team this year. They, they, were, they were young. They, you know, they had freshmen starting at corner, uh, they had a lot of young guys, so I think, you know, Mount Carmel earned that victory. Um, but, yeah, Naz definitely played out of their elements that game. And I wanted to touch on I know we, we got off topic with that question, but I wanted to touch on it as well. I don't remember who, but somebody at one point knows that I followed uh, high school sports and followed high school football for a while. Uh, and your name came up, and uh, right away they they spoke highly of you. Um, they said they had known you throughout your high school uh, your high school career, and you were, you know, nothing short of, you know, a great kid on and off the field. And, you know, I wanted to praise you because you are our Twitter athlete uh, on our Huskies on tap Twitter page. Yeah, you are the cover photo. (laughs) We came up to you after that Western Michigan game and asked for a picture. You were, you know, nothing but nice to us. So, um, you know, just thank you for, you know, just being great on and off the field, great character, all that. And, uh, you know, really shows what uh, the true Huskies are all about. For sure. You know, I've been – you know, I've been blessed. Uh, I've been raised by great parents. Um, you know, they've always told me, you know, manners, respect, and that's the biggest thing because uh, that'll take you a long way. 
And also, I am very jealous that you were able to, uh, you know, participate in state championships. I played at uh, a high school in the uh, the suburbs, and I only won four games in my four years of playing high school <laughs> football. So, uh, very jealous that you were able to compete in the state title. Uh, we clearly never got that close, uh, but you know, being able to watch you uh, and Naz is a huge football school. Like I said, I followed you know Illinois high school football uh, up until the state championships. So those were uh, some good programs there uh, during your time. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. State championships are an emotional time for us because we just know our school will never get there. <laughs> Everyone has different paths. You guys, you guys are doing your thing. Yeah, yeah there, There's a reason we joined the media side of things, Mike. <laughs> We're here to help the athlete promote you guys, get your story out there, help you guys get, you know, you have the platform being an athlete. A lot of guys, you know, they get post-game pressers, stuff of that nature. We like to dive more into it and help our listeners who, you know, come to the games every week, watch on TV and support you guys, get to know you a little bit better. And, I, you know, I'm grateful for the opportunities that we've been presented so far. And, you know, you, you know, like Ethan said, you know, we met you after the Western Michigan game, chopped it up for a couple minutes, talk football. You seem like a great kid. You have all your ducks in a row. You're doing well in school doing well on the football field. Uh, I don't want to turn this into Michael Love on tap, but it's it's great that, you know, while we did have two guests who, you know, were technically or current, currently still Huskies until the draft, it's good for us to be able to build that relationship with guys that are currently on campus and still going to be playing for us going forward. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Did Absolutely. So one thing I wanted to ask you, because I did see on your page here uh, on the NIU student athlete page, are you currently working with any charitable organizations? I saw you did do a lot of like voluntary community service hours in high school. Uh, definitely giving back to the community seems like one of the big things on your agenda. Um, no, I haven't been working with any specific organizations. You know, anytime there's a you know voluntary um, you know kind of thing to do, I'm always open for it. I love working with kids. Um, you know, any any kids that are you know underprivileged, you know, I've always I've always tried to work with them and, you know, let them enjoy some time being away from family and stuff like that and having an older little role model to look after. Yeah, and that's beautiful to see, you know, you're able to use the platform of football to give back to, you know, some kids that may not have that positive role model. Another question here before we wrap up that I did want to ask you, with you being able to make an impact as a true freshman, what are some words of advice that you have to this incoming freshman class? Um, I would say, you know, you just got to come in and work. You know, Coach Hammock and the whole coaching staff, they don't really stress if you're a senior, a fifth-year senior, six-year senior, or a freshman. Like, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you can play and you're the best player at your position and you work hard and you do everything right, then you would get your opportunity to play. Um, but, yeah, Hammock stresses that all the time. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are. Um, as long as you work hard and, you know, do everything right, then you will get opportunity and you know, you got to take advantage of that to keep working. And my final question before we get going here, uh, a couple or a couple months back, a, uh, a certain game was uh, scheduled between Northern Illinois and Notre Dame. Have there been any talks with you or your brother? Are there going to be any family competition there with uh, the alma mater? Um, well, that would be, I, I believe that is, would be, like, that'd be your year. senior year, right? 
I don't know if it's my senior year or my fifth year. 2024 um, is the year. So, yeah, that would be my senior year. Let's go. That raises the stakes for you. I think uh, we definitely have to be in attendance for that one. Oh, we will be. <laughs> we are definitely going to be there for that game. Hey, that might I be, gonna... Actually, I think that would be my sixth year. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. Because I graduated in there... 23 yeah, and I was going to say, I feel like, you know, with you, you you know, I don't see a red shirt on the horizon, you know, if the, you, and, you know, God forbid an injury happens, I don't see a red shirt being used. I feel like you'll play probably four straight, right? I mean, yeah, that's a plan for sure, you know, stay healthy. Either way, I, I still would love to see one love brother on each sideline, and I feel like that will definitely be the power move for that game because there's, you know, that game doesn't happen. NIU versus ND, it just doesn't happen often. I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I, it's probably less than you can count on one hand that that game has happened. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can't even imagine. I don't even know if they won the last time they played. I don't think they have, to be honest with you. But yeah, we definitely will. We definitely are going to have to uh, get the Love Family half Husky, half Irish jersey special. For sure, yeah, <laughs> that'd be a nice jersey. Yeah, and I was gonna say that can definitely still be worked out because you know you wear number two. Are you are you gonna rock number two continuously, or was that just your freshman number? Because I know a lot of times guys change numbers throughout the years. Uh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the same number the same year or see, rock all four years. See exactly. So that jersey's already basically worked out with Julian wearing the twenty seven. You got Michael wearing the two, two in the front, seven in the back. A little black and red to the left, a little gold and blue to the right. Everybody's happy. Go Huskies, go Irish. But, if, you know, we, we, we got a lot of people to please, but that's a game that you love to see. And, I, you know, Julian's in, you know, he's going into his second year in the NFL. You presumably, if you play three years straight, he'll be third, you know, maybe fourth, fifth year in the NFL. I would love to see that matchup on Sundays. For sure, yeah. I mean, that's always been my dream. It's always been his dream. Um, you know, that would make my family, you know, it can't, nothing better than that. So, I mean, I would love that. Since we're more all the way off the rails, what is your, uh, what's your favorite NFL team? Um, I don't really have one. You know, I would say the Giants, but, you know, I'm a fan of my brother. Um, I can't say I'm a Giants fan yet, but I don't really have one. Hey, before we get to the league, let's win. Uh, let's get some MAC championships back in DeKalb. We got to worry about those first before we uh, work on the league because he's still got three more years, three more years to oh, develop, yeah. three more years to make outstanding plays here in uh, Husky Land. I think it's going to be a fun three years, Mike. For sure, yeah. You know, taking one day at a time. Finish spring ball this year, and then you know, just taking one one week at a time after that. And hopefully, we get better weather next fall. Yeah, that would be awesome. You know, the game was brutal last year, weather-wise. It wasn't any better from a fan's yeah, perspective, what? let me tell you. I'd rather be wearing the pads and the helmet than getting poured on, let me tell you. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, well, I was was you say. can't wear sleeves. Oh, oh they don't let true. you wear sleeves? No. I'm sorry. That, well, I mean, you did you did grow up in the Midwest, so I guess you are kind of used to it. Yeah, you have a competitive yeah, yeah. edge. For sure, yeah. But the cow weather, something about it. A little bit hey. 
It is, dude. I, it's crazy. As my first semester out here, people warned me about it. I didn't believe them, but, uh, you know, we're all in the same location right now. And, uh, yeah, it, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, I agree. I didn't, I didn't believe people when they said it gets brutal, but you, nope, you gotta be, you gotta be in DeKalb during the winter to actually know what it's about. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's like that wind is, you know, when that wind picks up and the sun goes down, it is so brutal. Luckily, it seems like you have a, a pretty early day as far as a class schedule, but let me tell you, if you ever get night school during the winter semester, those are some disrespectful walks back to your apartment or dorm. <laughs> I don't plan on it, but you never know. <laughs> Lucky you. Lucky you, man. Lucky you. He's like, he's like, I will be on the sideline with our state-of-the-art heaters and a couple coats on me, keep the arm warm just in case they want to let me throw a pass or two, and we'll keep things moving. <laughs> definitely, definitely. On the topic of DeKalb, I know you probably weren't frequenting DeKalb a lot before you moved out here, but uh, what is what is one of your favorite food spots out here? Um, you know, I love to eat. Um, you know, I'm a fan of Vinny's Pizza, um, Fatty's, of course, or yeah, those two are probably my, my top two. On the topic of Fatty's, how do you feel about uh, McKelty wanting a rep named after him at Fatty's? Oh, I, I wasn't aware of that, but... I mean, he he wants awesome. the McKelty rep featured at Fatty's. If you could get one thing at Fatty's, like, named after you, or, or any kind of food creation, what would it be? Um, it has to be some type of pizza or tacos. You know, I come from a Hispanic background, so I've always loved tacos. Um, it's either pizza or taco. All right. All right, I like the taco. I'm gonna one. have to, I'm gonna have to slide a pizza by your dorm on my way back from work one of these days. Awesome, yeah, sounds good. What is uh, Michael Love's favorite pizza toppings? Like, what do you normally get on a pizza? Um, you know, it kind of depends on the place. I'm pretty picky and pretty plain, but either cheese or sausage. Okay, Ethan and you. I do, rec- I do recommend the uh, the Brandon uh, Nico's pizza. I do. Uh, I do highly recommend it. Pretty good. What's that? I wouldn't pass up on that. Uh, I wouldn't pass up uh, on that pizza offer. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. I got you. I'll take it. I was gonna say I'm a man who wears many hats. I can make pizzas as well. Um, I I gotta say it seems to be the theme here. You know, our place across the street from Husky Stadium, Fatties, is a favorite of the fans. It's a favorite of the players. It only seems right to be a favorite of Huskies on tap. Maybe future, you know, partnerships, some ad sponsorships, something like that for us would be great. But also, too, last week, Treshawn Foster talked about Vinny's Pizza. So that's another, you know, hot spot here in DeKalb. One of Ethan and I's favorite spot over here is actually Tom and Jerry's. But we do have a lot of, you know, little random places that you wouldn't expect to be as good as they are. And I do really like that, you know, it's not like a big town feel by no stretch of the imagination is this a city, but it doesn't have like the absolute country feel that it gives off. Right, right. I think having Sycamore next door is also huge. You know, they have a lot of the food places that the campus have, but yeah, there's definitely definitely some good spots that are small that people don't really know about. 
Yeah, and one one final question that I wanted to ask you here too on the topic of you know the NFL and stuff of that nature. Growing up, who was someone that was either one of your favorite players or someone that you modeled your game after? I know you mentioned the Barber brothers earlier, but who was kind of your role model growing up? Um, hmm. You know, it's kind of kind of changed, but you know, I used to love Reggie Bush. You know, I was a running back all the way up until you know freshman sophomore year of high school. And, you know, Reggie Bliss, I just love the way he played. And he reminded me of myself and vice versa. Yeah, and you have that kind of versatility where you can be put pretty much wherever on the football field. Do you think uh, coming down the stretch here over the next three years, there'll be some sort of packages put in place where not necessarily you're getting carries out of the I formation, but it's not your traditional wide receiver end round? Um, possibly, you know, coming out the backfield, opening up the pass game. Um, or even the running game, I think it's a possibility. Yeah, and I think I think your skill set can be used in a variety of different ways. It's just you know getting getting you the ball. You know, you brought it up, being able to run back kicks or punts. If you can make you know the best of your opportunities in spring ball and you know leading up to the season, it'll be great to see you take advantage of that. You're going to get some more opportunities. You know, catching passes and presumably you know Coach Hammock always has a trick or two up his sleeve, so I can count on seeing a couple maybe a handful of carries coming down the stretch for next season. One final question that I want to ask you, and we make sure to ask all of our guests here today, but are you currently working on any of your own projects outside of football? Uh, I'm not. Okay. Well, that's, that's fine. We always ask it. It's one thing that, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, if you guys are doing anything, whether, you know, it's music, you got stuff that you're working on, you know, fashion stuff of that nature, whatever it may be, we want to make sure that you get the opportunity to plug what you're doing off the field. But one thing we want to make sure to get to our listeners, go ahead and plug your Twitter handle and your Instagram handle, and we'll go ahead and wrap things up for this episode. Uh, My Instagram is Michael dot love and my twitter is michael love zero six perfect so that will do it for this episode of huskies on tap michael do you have any wrap-up thoughts for our listeners here today um expect big things out of northern for the next years to come perfect e do you have anything for our listeners today brother hey michael thanks for coming on man great interview um Looking forward to uh, hopefully seeing you on campus here soon. If not, uh, looking forward to getting you back on the field in the fall. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I wanted to thank you as well, Michael, for, you know, being, you know, one of the guys here on campus that has given us, you know, an opportunity to help us out in the media sense. You know, you're sitting here on an episode here on a school night. For our listeners that don't know, we are all students here at Northern Illinois. It's about 10 o'clock here in DeKalb. We do not want to keep Michael way too late on this evening, as we know Michael is a noted morning class guy. But on behalf of ONTAP Sportsnet, the Huskies on Tap brand, we truly do want to thank you for coming on this episode of Huskies on Tap. Be on the lookout for episodes like this here in the future of Huskies on Tap, and go Huskies!